This is Jack Scallions. Would you join me for a few moments from my heart to yours? On Monday morning, January the 18th, 1982, Major Non Lowry led the Thunderbird Precision Flying Team into a clear desert sky. The Air Force fighters broke from their usual diamond position to practice five abreast. Major Lowry, the boss, was flying number one. At all times, the other pilots fly in response to the boss. He's my world, whether I'm right side up or upside down. It makes no difference where the ground is because my eyes are always on the leader. From the line abreast formation, the team began to execute the line abreast loop. At the top, all four planes were upside down and began to dive. Lowry pulled back on his stick to complete the loop, but a tiny piece of metal had come loose and prevented him from pulling out. The other pilots kept their eyes focused on the boss as they had been trained to do so. The four planes in formation slammed into the earth at 490 miles per hour. The pilots of number two and number three and number four never had a clue what was happening because their focus was completely on their leader. Dr. Lee Robertson, my spiritual hero, he was pastor of the Highland Park Baptist Church, president of Tennessee Temple University for well over 40 years, and he made famous the statement, everything rises and falls on leadership. History provides countless illustrations of leaders, both good and bad. Some, like Washington and Lincoln and Jefferson, led whole nations to greatness, while others, like Hitler and Mussolini, destroyed nations and their followers. Leadership can be defined as influence. Others have influenced us, and we're presently influencing other people. There is a dearth of positive Bible-based, principle-driven leadership today. As a result, the upcoming generation has been loosed from the moorings of truth and set afloat in a sea of change. Outcome-based thinking has taken the place of obedience to moral absolutes. Any message without character is hollow and pointless and is easily discarded as meaningless by those seeking genuine answers to life's problems. Vacillating, unprincipled, amoral leadership has produced a generation of quitters who are raising a generation of young people who refuse to try. The smallest obstacle, the slightest criticism, the unrecognized work or unnoticed accomplishment causes many to throw in the towel. This entitled generation is basing any semblance of motivation on extrinsic reward rather than intrinsic responsibility. The late Canadian evangelist John Linton told of a strange sight that he witnessed one day in Toronto. He was passing the, st the stockyards when he saw about 50 sheep being unloaded from a boxcar on their way to the slaughterhouse. As they came down the walkway to the ground, they were free to turn in 50 different directions. There were no men to direct them, no trained dogs present to herd them. Yet every one of those 50 sheep went straight across the yard, straight across a public street, into a simple door in the side of the slaughterhouse. Not one deviated to the right hand or to the left. John Linton questioned what caused this remarkable conformity in a march to destruction until he saw a great black goat at the head of the flock whose only task was to lead each incoming band of sheep to their sad destination. Richard C. Cabot was president of Harvard in 1900. He made this statement, If there is not an educational purpose, if there is no ethical basis for education, then the more we know, the livelier crooks and villains we become. 
Education without ethics prepares people to not need a gun to to rob a bank. They can do so with a computer. Those who most impact our lives for good are people with noble character and commitment. I can, to this day, remember the names of my elementary school teachers in that little four-room schoolhouse who read daily from the Bible that lay on their desks, called us as children to stand and salute our nation's flag that hung from its walls. Frankly, I can't remember much that I was taught or lessons that I learned, but I can remember those people as pillars of character that challenged me to be my best self. In 1973, L.M. Lim Clymer was named president of Holiday Inn Incorporated. This was during a period of its decline. He did for Holiday Inn what Lee Iacocca did for Chrysler. He put it back in the black, caused it to flourish for a number of years. In 1977, at the height of his career, he abruptly resigned. His reason was that the board of directors had approved over his objection the construction of a $55 million hotel casino in Atlantic City. Ron Lee Davis tells how he and his wife had dinner with the climbers just three months after the resignation. Davis said, that must have been a hard decision for you. Liam Clymer said, hard? No, it wasn't hard at all. I knew what the Lord wanted me to do. No, it wasn't hard at all. It's a very scary thought to ask anybody to imitate you. Lawrence Richards wrote this, We are to be examples, not of perfection, but of a process. The Apostle Paul challenged the troubled Corinthian church to be followers of him as he followed Christ. After a half century as a pastor, it still thrills my soul to see strong men and women lead their homes and businesses and churches with righteous decisions. Integrity usually has a price tag, but the rewards to the leader and those that follow their leadership are priceless. In our progressively politically correct world, scripturally principled leaders walk a lonely path. It takes strength and courage to hold to scriptural principles and refuse to compromise or sell out with the Esau's of this world for a bowl of pottage. To make a difference, we have to be different. We're not, we're not to remove the ancient landmarks. We're to stay on the side of Scripture. Remember, kings came to Daniel. The pharaohs respected Joseph. Paul imprisoned Rome. John Bunyan brought Bedford Jail down, and Jewish slaves built the Flavian Amphitheater. Thousands of animals were slain on Roman emperor's birthday, but the catacombs conquered the Colosseum. A true principal leader will fill the room, the minds of those who know him, and the hearts of those who follow. Our nation, our homes, and our youth are in trouble today. The need of the hour is leadership that is driven by biblical principles. Only then can the next generation enjoy what we have been privileged to enjoy. Everything rises and falls on leadership. I want to thank you for listening today for just a few moments from my heart to yours. <music>